Good evening, folks. It's Wednesday night. That means that you are listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. My name is Bunkhouse Bob. I'm your co-host for tonight. Along with me in just a moment will be the lovely Lady Laura. Folks, we hope that you've enjoyed your week so far. Tonight, we have wrestling photographer Miss Josie Morgan will be joining us very, very shortly. Also, in the 8 o'clock hour, we have part of the Midwest Militia. We have part of the SNS Express. We will have Sassy Stephanie will be with us in the 8 o'clock hour. Folks, if you'd like to, to call us, our studio number is 213-816-1605. We'd like to thank you very much for tuning in, downloading us, whether it be day, night, mid-morning, early afternoon, wherever you are, we certainly appreciate you being with us this evening. And as promised, as on the bill, as on the, the flashing lights in front of the armory, here is the lovely Laura. <laughs> hey, Bob. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. I cannot complain. It's a it's a good day to be at the armory. It is a good day to be at the armory. I I don't ever want to really leave the armory, armory especially after a day like uh today at work, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, we got those shoot jobs, right? Oh god, what a day. What a day. But enough of that nonsense. Folks, if you'd, uh, if you'd like to download our episodes on iTunes, it's really simple to do. All you do is go to iTunes, go to the search bar, and type Armory in the search bar. Go down to the uh, podcast link after that pops up. Click on the podcast link, and bam, there we are. And You can download the episode for free on iTunes. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter address is at from the Armory. And Laura did something. I don't know what she did. She did something to the Laura Facebook page. I, I didn't what, do it. I logged onto it and it said, "Hey, we've noticed you're not a real person, and since you're not a real person, you can't have a real person Facebook page." So they made me change it. And if you were a friend of ours on Facebook before, make sure you go to our page and make sure that you've actually liked it because it's really weird. I've got to figure it out. It's, I might have to get our good friend George Coles to help me a little bit um, because a lot of people who were our friends aren't liking us. So, and also if I send out as, you know, an event, it doesn't go to everybody. So it's really incredibly stupid of Facebook to make me do that. So sorry about that, guys, if you're not getting the stuff that you used to get hop on over to our uh, Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com backslash live.armory.9, and make sure that you're liking us so that you'll get um, everything that you need to as far as, you know, what's going on with the show or, you know, what Bob and I think or, you know, whatever. But um, sorry about that. Not my fault. Blame Facebook. Maybe what we ought to do, Laura, is maybe we ought to change it to a fictitious person's name like, Joe Live from the Armory. We could do that. I don't know. It's just a thought. I, I don't know, but 
But we're going to figure out something because it it just you know it blows. So I I understand I understand I uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I wanted to run something past you. I'm going to throw this out here for you folks, and if you'd like to answer us on social media, you can. And I and I put this out on my Facebook page uh, earlier, like a day last night, I think. I, I listened to a, another podcast last night for about 10 or 15 minutes. I just tuned in. Uh, somebody recommended it. And uh, I was listening to this program, and there's a wrestler who I won't name because uh, it's, it's not important. This is a general question. This is just your I just want your feedback on this. Uh, a wrestler from the 70s and the 80s who now is 50 years old and is going to try to make a ring comeback. And I asked, the question that I ask of you is, does that hold any interest for you, a wrestler who is 50 years old, coming up on 51, making a return to the ring, does that, hold any credibility with y'all so if you'd like to uh get on twitter at from the armory and tweet us your answer you know and i know a lot of you are going to say it depends on who the wrestler is bob well you know we're just going by generics here folks 50 plus years old do they belong back in the ring so tweet us your answer at from the armory i'd I'd really like to uh really like to hear your responses on that we're going to uh we're going to run down a couple of events, and we're going to get uh, Josie Morgan uh, here in a few minutes on the phone. I'm really interested to talk to her. Different different view of the ring, literally, but different sure view does. of the ring. Yeah. So, uh, big time wrestling Saturday, April nineteenth, the Brock Gym in Moxville, North Carolina, eight p.m. bell time. Uh, scheduled to appear are WWE Hall of Famers Mick Foley and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. There are many others uh, that are supposed to be on this card, Rick Converse, uh, Casey Carlisle, and others. So if you are in the Moxville, North Carolina area on Saturday and you uh, want to do a meet-and-greet, I imagine there's going to be a meet-and-greet with these folks. I don't think that Mick Foley is going to be competing, obviously. But Mick Foley, Hacksaw <laughs> Jim Duggan uh, will be uh, appearing for big-time wrestling. And also, LXW Wrestling presents Thunder Mania, Saturday, April 19th at the J. Craig Smith Community Center. And he did it to me again. Silacuga, Georgia. 7 p.m. bell time scheduled to a Silacuga, Georgia. Uh, Okay. S-Y-L-A-C-A-U-G-A. Silacuga. Silacuga, how about that? Uh, 7, 7 p.m. bell time. Um, <laughs> scheduled to appear. Good friends of mine and yours both, Big Donnie, Terry F. in Houston, Robert Gibson, Tom Pritchard. Tom Pritchard. Tom now, you Pritchard. Second guess. Tom Pritchard, look at you. Uh, Bob, uh, Bob Armstrong, Scott Armstrong, and many others. This is being recorded for a future RF video release. So this sounds like a great card. And I know that um, Terry and Donnie are heading down that way this weekend. So check it out. It seems like it's going to be a really good one. And quickly, I want to run down some PWX info. Fortunately, this will be my first time not making a PWX event. I'm not very happy, especially since... The first night is going to be um, 
Conley versus Alexander. Choo! It's going to be uh, it's the Gate City Battle. It's going to be at the Salvation Army Boys and Girls Club in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, bell time is 7 o'clock. Uh, there's still good tickets left, so uh, head on over to pwxpro.com to uh, get some tickets. going to run down some matches really quickly. My BFF, Caleb Conley, is going to take on Caleb, Caleb. Cedric Alexander for the PWX title. Country Jack's going to take on Los Bendejos, probably for PWX tag team titles. Didn't say, but I, I don't really see that it wouldn't. Uh, Andrew Everett and Jake Manning are going to take on John Schuyler and Anthony Henry. Chase Brown's mm-hmm. going to take on Trevor Lee. Um, worst case scenario is going to go against LeBron Cozone and Chris Lee. Uh, there's going to be other matches there, I'm sure. This is going to be a great card. Don't miss it. It's in Greensboro. The next day they're going to be doing matinee TV Tay Club Hush in Charlotte. Uh, plenty of good seats left on there. You can get in. Uh, 20 bucks for the VIP for the meet and greet. Uh, doors open at 2. Bell time is at 3. Uh, we're going to see Drew Myers taking on Lance Flute, which I'm guessing is going to be a return match uh, since Lance just won the uh, TV title from Drew. Um, Corey Hollis is going to take on Jake Manning. Um, <clears throat> also scheduled to appear at John Schuyler, Chase Brown, Caleb Conley, Anthony Henry, Billy Brash, the Tommy Thomas, all the great stars of PWX. Something also really quick want to run down before we get on with Josie. i got two more things really quickly to talk about. Star City WrestleFest, Saturday, April 26th at the Salem Civic Center in Salem, Virginia. I'm going to this. Um, had forgotten all about it. John Cena Sr. is going to be there. Tony Atlas, Roanoke Native. Cowboy Bob Orton, Unbreakable Michael Elgin. Kyle O'Reilly, Tommy Rich, Jim Cornette, he's the reason I'm going. Got to meet Jimmy Cornette. The Boogeyman, mm-hmm. Jimmy Valiant. Tickets are still available, 540-375-4044. The only way you can get them is at the Salem Civic Center uh, box office. Uh, doing this as a favor to Mr. Justin Fireball. He's having a grindhouse wrestling slash rock show and birthday bash. Tremont Music Hall, Charlotte, North Carolina, Friday, May 2nd at 7 p.m., uh, 12 bucks. This is 18 and only show, folks. This is going to get pretty wild. Uh, two wrestling matches on the card. Uh, there's more, but the two that uh, I'm going to review, uh, Mr. Sleeves, who's a good friend of ours, uh, is going to take on Terry Houston, Terry Effin Houston, in a Singapore cane match. And Mike Levy, who is uh, another good friend of the show, is going to take on Justin in a hell-on-speed match. No clue what that means, but uh. I will do my dead-level best to make it to this. I don't think I'm going to be able to, but I'm going to try to pull some strings. There's going to be bands. There's going to be a Miss Grindhouse contest, a burlesque show, and Go-Go Girls. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, before we call Josie, I want to talk about the milestone uh, card that was this past Saturday because of the simple fact that I think Terry Houston and Colt 45 almost killed one another. I've seen the pictures. Have you, Bob? I have seen the pictures. I have seen the pictures, and, yeah, I, and I think, I've talked to uh, talked to both of them as well, off off the air, obviously. So very, uh, yeah, uh, very intense match, very intense situation. I don't think that we've actually seen the last of those two. Uh, no way. Very, uh, 
very very uh, interesting circumstances surrounding the end of that match. Yes, I, Terry had posted something about getting jumped, so I'm not exactly sure what that means, but, you know, I guess we'll find out sooner or later. Um, also, real quick, wanted to touch on, I saw a picture, mentioned Justin Fireball a minute ago, saw a picture of um, his chest, and it was a handprint. Yes. Someone had hit him so hard that it left a handprint. That's so, like a... Uh, milestone, it'll, it'll play. That's like uh, being back in school, Laura. Don't you remember you'd, you'd put your hand out around Thanksgiving and draw an outline around it, and you'd have a turkey? That's what he had. He had, he had a turkey chest. He had a turkey chest. You can tell him I said that. Too. Um, yeah, I will tell him. I'll say, you know, did, did you, you know, put some feathers on that, Justin, or, or mm-hmm. what? But, you know, who knows? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, um, speaking of which, really quick, um, at Hill Heat tweets from your question about the, you know, um, 50-year-old being uh, a viable thing in the ring. I say no, for the most part. They are a shell of what made them great. Very few have been good into their later years. And I'm going to play devil's advocate because Mm -hmm. I'm going to mention gold dust. Now, gold dust isn't 50 yet. He's late 40. Right. But, however, gold dust has, has turned his life around DDP yoga, which, by the way, I'm going to get and going to try next week. Can't wait. Um, So, yeah, and, again, it does depend on who the wrestler is. And and I know you don't want that answer, but it just is going to have to because it depends on what kind of shape they're in, how they've taken care of themselves. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and I'll give you the flip side of the coin of this, and I'm going to do one more announcement, and we're going to call Josie because I don't want to keep her waiting any longer than what she's been waiting. The flip side of that coin is is that after Ric Flair's retirement match for the WWE, he goes on and signs a deal with TNA and pretty much spoils the legacy that he left behind, number one, because you know it was his retirement match, and you know most people never really um, – keep true to that word it's kind of like the loser leave town match uh second of all he was well beyond his prime when he got to tna and started doing his shtick in tna and for me that really tarnished a lot of what rick flair had done in the past uh did he have the ring skill certainly certainly he had the ring skill it never left him The, the part of the problem was is that you know his body was past its prime and it looked past its prime so you know that that that's part of it um saturday april 19th uh ncw femme fatales this is in montreal quebec canada at the lgh center 745 bell time scheduled to appear on this card cheerleader melissa versus courtney rush in a 30-minute iron woman match for the number one contendership for the ncw ff international championship uh, Nikki Storm versus Lefisto, also scheduled Sarah Knight, Cat Power, and uh, Sassy Steph. And we'll, we'll talk to Steph about this uh, this particular card, but I did want to get it in. Uh, that's uh, in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, uh, Saturday, April the 19th. So I did want to get that in. Let me flip my ever-present 
large five, six pages of notes that Lauren makes me write out every week for this show. Yeah, you liar. Now I'm a liar. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention while I'm plugging in this phone number to call Josie is, is that I know that you won't be at that PWX event, and I guess I won't be the only one that's disappointed that you won't be there. I know that Caleb's heartbroken. Not really, not really. So let's uh, uh, let's dial this phone number. Let's let's get this young lady on the phone. Thank you, Greg. Hello? Hi, Josie? Yes. Hi, it's Bunkhouse Bob from Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. On the phone with me is, is Laura. You two know one another. Hey, Laura. Hey, girl. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How about you? Oh, yeah, it's another Wednesday night. We're live on the air. What could be better? Yes, sir. Josie, I'm going to uh I'm going to turn this over to Laura, but I did want okay. I, I, I did want to have our fans uh either text us or tweet us or if they had any any type of questions for you uh, on social media, go on and, and get a hold of us, or you can send them to Josie directly, and we'll we'll try to get all your questions answered on the air. Uh, but we certainly would like to uh, would like to uh, get as many questions in as we can because it's not often we've we've had a couple of people that are on the flip side of the ring. We've had uh, we've had Rob on the on the program before, and and he does painting. But I believe that this is the first time that we've ever had a photographer on the show. So this is well, very, really awesome. very different. So, you know, there's only one first, and you're it. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate that. That's not a problem. I will, I will kick off with one question. Okay. Have, have you ever, have you ever uh, been, you've been down getting a shot, you know, uh, during the middle of a match, and the action ever get uh, too close for comfort for you? Um, I've been hit many times, actually. I've been slammed in a ring post. I've been hit with chairs and ladders. It doesn't bother me. Like, it's the best part about it. I have the being, best being seat in the house. It's awesome. Yeah, being, being up that close, it, it, it doesn't oh, yeah. bother you? Okay. No, not okay. at all. Not at all. Okay, very cool. Very cool. I'm gonna, uh, I know that Laura's got some <laughs> questions, and I'll probably throw another one in, but uh, you and Laura are, are almost like, like BFFs, aren't you? Yes, we are. Yes, yeah, let me, I, I've got I've, I've got one other question. I, I've got to get this off my chest before we go any further. Okay. You, you, you're not a Caleb Conley supporter, are you? Oh, I am not Team Caleb. You are not Team I'm Caleb? Not, I'm not. No. Now, can, can you and I become BFFs? <laughs> sure, why not? I still love Laura. <laughs> sounds good. Don't sound good. See, Laura. See. I don't judge her. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, girl. Yeah. How about it? Yeah. Go drink you some Conley aid there, Bob. <laughs> anyway, I'm paying attention to him, girl. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a good day. It's been a good day. It has been a good day. I just saw on. Uh, Facebook that our good friend Marty DeRosa. Yes, yes. 
Did you see that? Yes, and, um, he liked my have... status. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, well, <laughs> this is your first podcast. I did want to yes, uh, it is. make mention of that. And I know I'm how much podcast you love fanatic. podcasts. Oh, yes, I love podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> and um, I did get a uh, question from... Um, before I go into my questions, um, I got a question from our good friend, Mr. Sleeve. Okay. And uh, he wants to know who your favorite indie workers are. My favorite indie workers? Like okay. overall or local? I, I don't know. It just says ask her who her favorite indie workers are. So I'm okay. probably hoping you're going to say him. <laughs> probably, probably. Well, you know I'm going to say Cole Cabana right off the bat. I'm a Cabanorama enthusiast. <laughs> um, I'm also a huge fan of of my friend Rob Kiljoy. He's a fantastic worker, very underrated. Um, I'm also a John Schuyler fan. John's uh, um, great. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Everything where I've seen is he gets better and better. I've had the privilege of shooting him for about two years now, so it's been really cool to, to watch him grow as well. Um, who else? God, the list goes on and on. Eric Cannon, Kevin Steen, of course. Oh, gosh, Kevin Steen. I love Kevin Steen. He's awesome. Gotta love He's a Kevin great Steen. guy, such an awesome guy. Phenomenal worker. Amazing. My first indie love was Kevin Steen. Still is Kevin Steen. Don't tell Colt. Not a bad thing at all. <laughs> no. Well, you know, and I'm, talking talking about, you know, um, watching, I guess it is interesting. Like you said, you've been photographing John for three years, and you get to see them almost, I don't want to say grow up, but, you know, you get to see them progress as far as yes, their ring yes. ability yes. goes. Um, the, the one I have the most familiar with would have to be Zane Riley. Um, I've known him for about three, four years now. Shot him since the beginning of my career um, at MWF in Lincoln, where we're from. Uh, it's been really cool to to shoot him like through all the phases of Zane Riley, the essential Fifty Shades of wrestling. I've got to see all of them, from the Party Animal to the Cadillac of Stars. I mean, people have seen, but. That's the Zane Raleigh that I remember from back in the day, if you will. <laughs> um, and also my friends, uh, the Perfect Punk and Patton Jones. I've got to see them from the very first matches until now. It's been incredible, absolutely incredible. And I guess it's almost like watching, I don't want to say a child grow up or maybe your favorite TV character, you know, kind of yeah. grow up and progress yeah. and... And you, well, you know, friends you my have big brothers. Like, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like you know, you get this attachment to them, and, and yeah, you know, you don't. You, it, I just think you have a really interesting job because you do get to see that, and you do get to see a lot of things, which we'll get into because I really want to know exactly what it is you think. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, what got you? I know what got you started in wrestling. You started watching wrestling when you were. Um, little and it's been a yes. part of your life like mine since you know yes. we were children but you know what 
got you started in photography, and I guess the next question is, was it just a natural, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to be a photographer. I like photography. I'm going to combine my two loves, you know, wrestling and, you know, and photography. I guess what, where did the shift occur of taking, you know, of, you know, photography and wrestling? Um, I remember, like, when I was younger going to NWS shows, my mom, um, I'd beg for a disposable camera at every show, and I would get... <laughs> She'd fuss at me for taking all the pictures in the first few matches because then she had about two cameras. And um, I'd get them developed, and it was always cool things to have, like, the memory, the tangible memory. Um, and then... I remember I started going back uh, my teenage years, like night, well, my late teens, early 20s, uh, to WF, um, and it was more, I understood it more, and it was more like an art form to yeah. me. And I've always been like a, and, uh, I paint and all that stuff too. Uh, but I remember taking this picture of Gabriel Croft, um, Good, good talent. He's getting a lot better also, I think, in the first match. So he just left there a few weeks ago. It was really, really emotional. Really awesome. But anyway, um, I remember taking the picture and, like, going through the editing and stuff. And, like, he was laying on the mat, like, just raw motion, like, like, like just, you could see the emotion of his face. And I kept going to shows and taking pictures and stuff with my little private camera, and I was getting better at it. And then... Um, I was looking to go to school, and the school close to me had a photography program, and I kept, like, like searching and, and realizing about me and my my love for wrestling. I remember, like, having the magazines and stuff as a kid, pictures and everything, and those always stand out to me. And I like to help people. And so with my photography... I get to give these guys, like, I get to give them something back. It's like, here is an awesome memory of something awesome that you did. Like, it's incredible to have, like, an, an actual art form. Like, I say that I glorify the art of wrestling because I make their art into art as well. Um, but I remember going to school in the first day of like, huh, what do you want to do photography? And I was like, I don't want to be a wrestling photographer. And they're like, what? I was the only girl and the only sports photographer. So it was really weird. <laughs> and I said, I'm here to learn how to do this. Like, teach me anything you can so I can add it to what I want to do for my own twist on it. So I had a formal education at community college, but it was a great program, great instructors, learned a lot, made some awesome friends, um, and did my process of how to make gold and stuff. So I've had little goals that I've actually accomplished recently, like PWX. That's a huge, huge thing for me. Um, like in school, I would go to the shows just as a fan, and I would have a blast, like have a blast. And so like my my inner fan just like, I appreciate it so much. I just love it so much. And when I take pictures, it's like, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like a, kind of like, like my, my wrestling. I don't wrestle, but I have the same mindset and drive and like lifestyle kind of that they do. Like I travel and all that stuff, and I watch wrestling 
for hours and hours on end. I watched the good stuff, the bad stuff. I studied the lighting, what they do, what they mess up, the whole nine. And now um, I also use, like, podcasting stuff to help me, like, further learn my subjects. A lot of times I don't get to talk right to them or, or whatever. So I listen to the Art of Wrestling. It's called Cabana. First plug for him. <laughs> and, um, yes. <laughs> and so, like, on the on the way to shows or road trips and stuff, I'll I'll listen to podcasts. Like, I was driving to um, to Georgia for um, Superstars of Wrestling to work with uh, Lilana Kai and Todd the Gamer, and I listened to the Scott Hall podcast. The Scott Hall going to be there. And I had the chance. I was hoping to have the chance to get to meet him. I didn't get to, but there's always time. There's always time. And, um, oh, yeah. like, I was driving to Virginia the weekend before um, we had Michael Eldon down to PWX listen to his, to his podcast. It's great. Super, super, super educational. Helps me, like, capture the emotion. That makes sense. Like, I have to... Well, it makes perfect sense. Oh. That's what photographers do. They capture that moment in time, and I think it's... Abs- you're right, because... You know, you're capturing an art art form, so it's kind of like it's double arty, right, for lack right. of a better word. You know, <laughs> it's just it, it's you know, wrestling is an art, and I argue with anyone who says that it isn't. Um, and likewise, photography, <laughs> most, exactly. I mean, wrestling is an art, and you're capturing an art form, and it's it's very interesting because a lot of times most photographers have been men. Right, that's how right. He, yeah. he, was, he was a photographer. And, mm-hmm. you know, you are a woman in a man's business. I mean, there are women True. in wrestling, but most of, you know, most, it, it's a man's business. So right, what's right. your wildest shoot? What's your wildest photo shoot ever? I mean, my wildest like, photo shoot ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Um, probably the best photo shoot I've done where I've got the best shots, um, had the best client to work with, Rob Killjoy. Um, I was still in school, and uh, I had to do a project, so I volunteered him. <laughs> and so we drove <laughs> to the studio. Uh, he got in his gear and everything, and we were just hanging out. He was making him laugh and just doing whatever. Um he was very patient with me, very intrigued what I was doing. He asked questions about um, the the lighting and the equipment that, that I was using. Um, it was really cool to have someone that was really like interested in in what I was doing. Also, and now like he he's my main source of information. I call him essentially like my trainer, if that makes sense. On wrestling, he right. teaches himself every day on something new. Every day. He has, like, this extensive shelving unit of DVDs and gives me homework and everything. It's awesome. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But, yes, he, he gives me homework, and I have to pass the test and all that jazz. And, um, uh, but That's awesome. it was an awesome shoot with him. It was really fun. And then at PWX, the promo shoots are always hilarious because the guys can't. Oh, gosh. They are a rip. They are so, so funny. So funny. 
just acting out and being crazy. Never a dull moment with those guys. I love them to death. So there, it never is a dull moment at PWX and, uh, in general. Right? <laughs> every, in, in general, uh, I encourage everyone, if you've never been to a live PWX show, you need to get Go. Your, uh, you need to go. It's so much fun. I'm so mad that I can't just sit back and be a fan sometimes. I'm like, man, I would love to be up on the stage, be obnoxious with Laura. Like, you know, some, oh, God, we have to have a blast. Fun fact, on the television right now is $5 wrestling, all gimmicks needed, with me and Laura in the front row. Holla. Having a ball. <laughs> Having a ball. Tapping yeah. out people who can't. I tapped out, yes. I tapped out that night. Cole pointed it out. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the floor tapping out. It was great. <laughs> it was stressful. It was so bad, folks. It was good. Oh, oh God, it was amazing. I had so much fun. It, it was a lot of fun, and I that was my second $5 wrestling. Um, Mine, too. The first one. Yeah. Um, I was sitting behind you the first one. didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was know. right behind you. <laughs> Exactly, and it just proves that, you know, wrestling brings people together in ways you never would imagine. Um, George Coles, who's a good friend of ours, he runs a little uh, web show called Heel Heat. Great. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. Um, He wanted me to ask you, do you ever feel cheated? And we were talking, you just mentioned this a little bit, um, because you were looking for a particular shot and you you can't really enjoy the match. Um, In a way, sometimes it does does suck. But usually um, I have been known to go into fan mode where if something's really good, I'm, I, I may miss the shot just to watch it. But you know what? It's okay. They'll do it again, I hope. <laughs> but, like, for example, for example, I remember my first PWX show. Um, it was me again and Twitter and Melissa. I remember, like, just dropping my camera, and she's like, what the heck? This is amazing. I'm like, just going to take it all in. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. This is awesome. And I know I did it for fat during um, Adam Page and Matt Stryker. Their match, um, it was in Hickory, I do believe. Yes, it was Hickory. Um, it was September 7th, 2013. <laughs> Good memory, huh? Right, right. But, um, <laughs> um, I remember I was taking photos and just watching this amazing match. Like, it was just so crisp. And the story was brilliant, brilliant. And I was sitting there, like, and I got goosebumps, like this shiver, I call it like this, that that moment that you have as a fan during an awesome match. It doesn't happen often anymore, but when it happens, it happens and it's awesome. It's like, well, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just that moment. And I had that during that match. It was great. It was, it was awesome. So, no, I don't feel cheated because I, my inner fan will kick in. Um, and that's what's important is that we were all fans first, regardless. Everyone's going to be a fan first. We're the biggest marks of them all because we're, we're the ones that's crazy enough to actually get in there and do this stuff. Like whether you're a wrestler or behind the scenes or whatever, it's really awesome. <laughs> so, no, I don't feel you gotta love it at all. Yeah, I love it. It's, 
so this is an incredible, incredible family. It's a, we're all, all one big happy family. So, sometimes I'm not always happy, but we're just one big community. Well, what family is, and I, you know, I'm not on the on the behind the scenes like you are, but when I go to the PWX shows and I'm doing, you know, I'm there early for the meet and greet and everything. It's mm-hmm. so wonderful. You do feel like you're a part of something because everybody knows you. It's kind of like cheers, like everybody knows your name. You know, hey, right, Laura, right. I, I, I love that fact that people, you know, do know who I am and will come up and talk to you. You know. And it's right. like you pick up where you left off. You know, it's right. almost like a family reunion. Yeah, know, yeah. Every, really every is. Month. It really is. It's been so strange with me. Like, and, uh, like recently, I've been going to shows just as like filming for Rob and and whatnot, and people come to come to me and be like, "Are you Josie?" And I'm like, "Yeah," and they know who I am. They're like, "I think you on TV." <laughs> taking pictures, you take really cool shots, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, thanks, this is really, it's really awesome, like, to to have, like, that verbal reassurance that, hey, your stuff's actually pretty good, if people actually like it, it's it's, it's crazy, <laughs> it's so, it's so awesome, I don't know how, it's awesome. <laughs> is Laura it almost that. like, I mean, do you feel like you're... Laura gets what? that all the time, and they just say that they tolerate me. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. <laughs> yeah. Aw, no. It's just part of the gig, you know. <laughs> so the luxurious fixings. Exactly. In the house, yes. Yes, yes. yes. You don't even know what to, you, you, you don't know who you're messing with, Bob. Are you still there, Bob? I am still here. No. Okay. I was going to say, people recognize you at WrestleCon. <laughs> that, that's true, and I actually got to—I actually got to see Josie's uh, favorite performer, Colt Cabana. I got to see him. I got to see Marty DeRozan listen to their comedy show. Very, very, oh, very so funny. Both, both, both are super so nice guys. Very, very funny oh, guys. Oh yeah. yes, yes. See, see, people love you. They're Bob. amazing. You're awesome, Bob. Well, well, <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Even though you don't like Caleb Conley, you're still awesome. Uh, you know what? You've said Caleb Conley's name about 16 times during this podcast already. Enough. I've got a it's okay. It's okay. I, I've got a question. I've got a question I'd like to ask Josie. Is uh, okay. Josie, do you find do you find most people, the wrestlers, are, are receptive to taking? pictures or having you take their picture or um are, are the fans receptive or you know do, do you get anybody that says you know hey you know i i don't want you taking my picture no they all absolutely love it they eat it up the fans love it they they try to like jordan jordan castle we all know jordan or you know jordan i love jordan he's, he's the coolest he's the coolest look at ever he's awesome he he's always a champ for for pictures. He has his crazy signs, him and his friends, and then you know with signs they love the picture taken. They love it, right? And uh, and the guys um, they're usually trained. Well, most are are trained to work the cameras, um, or just like just in common sense, like you would want to be where the cameras can see you, right? So. Right. A lot of times they'll they'll stop for a second and see me and they'll 
if they know, like, hey, I'm on this side, they'll they'll remember me. They'll be like, oh, right. picture, yeah. Okay, well, that's cool. That's cool. I yeah, think, it's really I think awesome. We've got, I think we've got a caller. I think I know who this is, and then we've got somebody that's been holding on the line that can't wait to speak to Laura. So hold hold on here a second. Let's see who oh, this God. is. Oh God, I know who it is. Eight six four. You're on the air with live from the Armory. Hey, and this is Mr. Sleazy Thompson. Hey, Mr. Sleaze. How are y'all doing? Fabulous. How are you? I'm doing good, by the way. I am really enjoying uh, Josie's uh, uh, interview. It's very fun. Um, Thought I'd do my weekly call in and say what's up. And after this, I will let y'all get back to it. Hey, Bob. Caleb Conley, Caleb Conley, Caleb Conley. Uh, Caleb Conley. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Goodbye, Eric. (laughs) Happy landings. Peace out, homie. All that. There he goes. Goodbye, Eric. That was great. That was great. Jesus Christ. All right. Josie, I'd like to thank you very much for being on the show with us tonight. Uh, We had ended up actually getting two people on at the last moment and you know Laura's what Laura's new nickname now is called Queen of the Double Booking. Uh, <laughs> because we, we set up dates with folks and then she calls and says, Guess what? I've got so and so it's gonna be on the show and I'm like, What date? And she said, This date and I'm like, Well you know that we've got this person but oh we do <laughs> That's how it goes. That's how it goes. But I I appreciate you being on with us tonight. Um, like I said, we had not had somebody that does what you do and do very well, if my if my dad. Uh, Thank you. You know, in the photography business, you know, I've, I've seen some of your pictures. I follow you on Facebook. Uh, I see nothing but, but really great things ahead for you. I think that you're a, a very talented young lady, and I hope that you, I hope that you stick with this because you, you definitely have a future in it. And if there's any uh, promotions, promoters that are out there listening, which I, I know that there are, and you're looking for someone to take some shots, uh, you need to get a hold of this young lady. You won't, you won't be sorry that you did that. Yes. So. Josie is awesome. Thank you, guys. <laughs> oh, you're more than welcome. Josie, can you give it? Do you want to give out your social media information? Are you comfortable doing that? Yeah, of course. Okay. Won't you fire away? Let people know how they can get a hold of you in case they want you to take pictures. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Miss Josie X. I'm on Facebook, Josie Morgan, and you can also look up my photography on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/Triple Threat Photography. That's the name of my little business I have going on. I do everything from wrestling to portraits to Wedding stuff, the whole nine. I'm a triple threat. Do it all. Um, and yeah, shoot me a message on there. You can email me, um, MissJosieX at gmail.com. And yeah. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Now, see, this was quick and this, this was painless, wasn't it? Yes, it, it was painless. See, <laughs> this didn't hurt at all. Thank you very much for being with us, Josie. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, you have a good night, okay? You too, guys. Bye, Laura. I love you. <laughs> love you, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. All right, bye. Bye now. Bye. 
And there goes Josie. Very, very cool. I like her. Yes. I like, well, I love Josie. She's one of my uh, bestest friends now. And we need to get her back on because I want to talk to her about Colt Cabana. Okay. Okay. We can do that. Here's somebody that may talk to you about Colt Cabana. Oh, God. Uh, Laura? We have unfinished business. Yeah. We have, we have, you understand, we have, we have unfinished business. Nobody knows this on the show, but Laura ran for me at the last PWX Triple Shot weekend in March. She ran for me. She, completely ran. she was scared. She was scared. She was like, oh, no, the, the true daughter. She was like, true daughter, Mortal, I, 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 don't, I don't want to be popular. She ran it. Cedric Alexander was right next to me, was standing right next to me, and we both saw her run away. It, it, it was very terrible. Disappointed. No, uh, no, I, no, no, that's not how it happened. No, no, no. I was going to say, I've heard no. probably about three or four different versions of this story, and I don't know if we'll ever get the truth. Here's the truth, okay? Well, let me okay. tell you what the truth is. Now everybody wants okay, to talk fine. the truth. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll, let her, I'll, let, I'll let her tell her version of the truth, then I'll tell the real truth when she's done. <laughs> okay. All right, what happens <laughs> is that, first of all, I get up to Cedric Alexander, and I get, you're dead to me. And I'm like, well, I'm getting ready to buy a T-shirt. Well, you're not dead to me anymore. And then True's in the back <laughs> running his mouth. And I'm like, well, you know, come on, bring it on. Come on, Cletus, come on. And so here he comes, and I'm I'm walking to the ring. And I look back, and where is he? Gone with the quickness. That's where he is, gone. I don't know where he went. That is complete. In utter garbage. That is a complete lie. I'm disappointed that you would, on your own show, that you would tell such malarkey, such lies. You know what? It's okay. Part of that story is right. You did buy a Cedric Alexander t-shirt, but you didn't even, you, you put it on for like, what, 10 seconds and then put it back on the Caleb Conley shirt, which totally made you. Yeah, because totally. I ran into Caleb. See? You, 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 you play on both sides. You play on both sides. Ah. See? Already? Yeah, see. I'm, I'm starting to see. I'm yeah. starting to see. see the, scales are, the, the scales have fallen away from my eyes. <laughs> but you know, the thing you have to realize is that you, Laura, I said let's go to yeah. the ring. You went towards your little friend, whatever, whoever that girl was that, 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 that you were with, whose name I'm not going to call. Oh, you're going, oh, you going to badmouth Rachel now? Okay, I'm going to get Rachel. I'll, 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 I'll badmouth bad Rachel to, uh, to her face on the phone, period, I will, <laughs> all the time. But this ain't about Rachel, it's about you. And the fact is, when I saw you, I, I thought you were running away because the ring was a straight shot. You went to the left, and I said, oh, she didn't want me. She backed down. That's okay. Because you had talked to all this junk. Oh, uh, you took all this crap, and you, you really made it. Uh, oh, my <laughs> really God. Made... You, you tell such lies. I was sitting on the stage. That was perfect for me, and you just to get up in the ring. But the truth be told, we made up, basically. We, we, we squashed it. I, I can't remember why. Didn't we think we squashed it at, at, at some point? I think we said oh, we squashed it. We... At... Yeah, I know why we made up, because I went and got you some water. That's why we made up. You know why? Here, here's why. Because I was running the music for PWX that night, and I couldn't move anywhere. I couldn't get up and go anywhere. We're running the you know, interest music and can't go anywhere. So 
I needed I needed some water, and I was like, could you do me a favor? And I said, I'll let you slide. I'll let it go. I won't do anything. I won't we won't stun you. It won't be your stone cold stunner. You won't catch a stunner. And you went ahead and you got and you got me water. And that and, and, and since then we've been fairly fairly cordial, I would say. Fairly. What this I'd, sounds I'd, like, I'd like to me say, what what this sounds like to me is a yin and yang relationship is what it sounds like. One can't do without the other. You know. The uh the immo- immovable force meeting the uh unmovable object is what this sounds like <laughs> to me. And we might have to leave it at that. Probably. He's such a liar. He's such well, a liar. I, I, you're not going to be. You're going to be. I'm going to have to. We're going to have to get a third party. We're going to have to get a third party to sort this out. We need a referee. We need a referee. That's what we need. We need some stripes in here. Are you, you talking about you, Bob? No, I wasn't there. How am I going to call something that I didn't see? You want me to take the only Cedric. You want okay, me? I'm, I'm going to have to get. I'll have to either get a hold of Cedric, or I have to get a hold of. Uh, I don't even want to say his name. I have to get a hold of the other guy, and I will have to get to the bottom of it. Caleb That's wasn't all. even there. Cedric was Caleb the only there. one that was there. And, and That's he, fine. Side he I take? will get a hold of He's Cedric. Take true side. I will get a hold of Cedric, and I will get to the bottom of this, and we will sort it all out. Just because, hey, look here, Lauren. Just because of the fact I'm fooled with Cedric, he's not going to take my side. He's going to tell the truth, and the truth is that you, you you just didn't want this problem, and it's understandable. I get it. You know, I'm there's, there were there were people were talking about some people talking about my stunner that I was that I was I'm trying I'm handing out to people in the middle of the PWX ring for the show start that I was handing out. We're talking about it. I have a pretty oh. cool drop down one leg drop down stunner that, that that some people say was kind of cool. So I know you didn't want I know you didn't want that to happen. It's okay. It's all right. It's all it's all right. I've, I've I've been training. I've been eating my vitamins, saying my prayers. I've I'm in, in getting impeccable shape. So whenever you're ready, it won't it won't be this weekend coming up, but maybe in May, maybe we can we can really settle you're delusional. this. Delusional. No, not so delusional. delusional. No. You're so delusional. <laughs> no, I'm, you know I'm saying nothing but. I'm we 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 could we could go on all night long. We could go on all night long about this indifference that you two are suffering, but we have things that we have to take care of. That's just the way it is. Definitely, but I, I do, did want to say all, all, all fun aside and, and, and joking around. That was a, it was really cool to see you guys in the jersey. Um, she is very underappreciated with, with the work that she does, so it was really cool. Yes, she is. Um, yeah, she, she's awesome. Yeah, we, we we really enjoyed we really enjoyed having her on and like and like Laura said, we definitely want to get her back on the show. That, that it's uh it's always cool to talk to people that are involved, but uh, not in the ring. You know, it's it's always cool to get another person's perspective on stuff. So, True God, I certainly appreciate you calling in tonight. Hey man, I, I appreciate you guys uh, having having me on. I I try to listen to the show as much as possible, but I figured I'd call it a message, Laura. Since, I mean, I feel like that's not a problem. I, I, I wasn't gonna see her this weekend at, at the event, so I figured I I call it for a little bit. But you guys have a great night and um, good rest of the show. Thank you very much. It's coming, it's coming, true. You just wait. Yeah, there he goes. See, Laura, we're trying to gain listeners, and you're driving them away in droves by threatening people at wrestling shows. Do you- 
Do you know who started this mess? It was you. You started, I started. it on Twitter by us. Uh, Don't you, flip I, this I around on about me. Running into him. No, 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 no. I started this by saying I ran into him and Craig Veltry at Milestone. And you said, is that literal or figuratively? And he was like, if he did, you know, if Peter, she'd have run into me out of blah, blah, blah. And it just escalated from there. So you're the, you're, you're the instigator, Bob. I, I don't know what you're talking about. That whole event slips me right now. So at any rate. Yeah, here, I'm uh, sure it does. Here in about uh, seven minutes or so, I believe, we're expecting a phone call from Sassy Stephanie all the way from, from Canada. So uh, we'll be looking for that phone call. Uh, studio number is 213-816-1605. Uh, excellent time with Josie Morgan, who was just on with us a few minutes ago, uh, talking about uh, photography for uh, for wrestling, and that was very, very cool. Um I did want to uh I did want to mention uh one other thing uh while I'm thinking about it, Laura, and then what I'm gonna do is I'm probably gonna have you read down a couple of announcements while I wait on, on Stephanie's phone call. Uh the um, I just lost my train of thought. The autopsy results for the ultimate warrior came out. Died of a right. massive heart attack. Uh, part of the show I was listening to last night was um, also a berating, and then I did not see the interview. I'll probably have to go back and YouTube it or whatever about uh, Nancy Grace uh, going on one of her tirades about the number of deaths of pro wrestlers and so on and so forth. And from what I understand, and like I said, I'll have to go back and listen to the interview. She lumped together people that had died from heart disease, heart attack, suicide, drug overdose, and even mentioned in-ring accidents in-ring accident yeah. and lumped them all together as a collective statistic to be read on, on CNN. Uh, I would highly suggest in the future that if anybody that has any journalistic integrity Put together your team and have your proofreaders actually check facts before you go on the air and piss off a lot of people because you don't have your story straight. That's that's all really that I'm going to say about that. I, I, I Someone had mentioned it to me and this, that, and the other, and there are some folks uh, in front of the scenes and behind the scenes feel that he knew that he had a heart condition that was – um, what's the words I'm looking for, Laura? Uh, a heart condition that was was ultimately going to be uh, you know, his demise, and a lot of people felt that yeah. the uh, the timing on the whole thing. But I can't I can tell you this: there was a very interesting, and I'm, then I'm going to let you read down some of this stuff. There was a very interesting interview on ESPN. If you go to ESPN.com, uh, where Paul Levesque, also known as Triple H, but spoke as Paul Levesque, the the chief operating officer for WWE programming uh, said that the deal with the Ultimate Warrior that they had been working behind the scenes on that for some 18 months to get that all taken care of. So, you know, just a little information. Laura, I'm going to let you read down uh, uh, a couple of a uh, couple of events, and I'll be right back. Sure. I just want to say one thing. Um, I believe Nancy Grace owes 
Owen Hart's family an apology, and she owes the Ultimate Warriors fa- uh, family an apology. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Ring of Honor is coming up this Friday, April 18th, from the Big Spring Event Center in Newville, Pennsylvania, the 7.30 bell time. Future of Honor is billed as allowing professional wrestlers the opportunity to compete in the ring in an officially sanctioned ROH event. Scheduled to appear, appear are Delirious, Diesel, Will Ferrara, Bill Daly, and many more up-and-coming stars. Um, ring of Honor is looking, overlooking a lot of talent. Worst case scenario, V1 and V Tommy Thomas. Just putting it out there. Um, then on Saturday, April 19th, Ring of Honor presents Second to None at the William J. Myers Pavilion in Baltimore, Maryland. The 6 p.m. bell time, the featured match is going to be Michael Elgin versus AJ Styles. This is one for the records, folks. Um, I've seen them both at PWX. Uh, this is not, <laughs> pardon the pun, it's going to be phenomenal. Um, I, I cannot see why this wouldn't be. Um, there's also scheduled to appear, you know, I would have my, uh, papers out of order, Kevin Steen, Adam Cole, the Briscoes, and many other ROH stars. For more information on both events, go to www.rohwrestling.com. NCW Femme Fatale, Saturday, April 19th, coming from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, at the LGH Center. 7.45 bell time, scheduled to appear. Cheerleader Melissa versus Courtney Rush in a 30-minute Iron Woman match. These these girls wrestle. You won't see them doing a cakewalk, people. This is for the number one contender for the NCWFF International Championship. Nikki Storm is going to be taking on Lufisto. Also scheduled to appear is Soraya Knight, Cat Power, and our guest here in a little bit, Sassy Steffi. Uh, for more information about this card, go to FemFatalsWrestling.us. Uh, um, skipping around here. I got you, Laura. NWA I got Smoky. you, Laura. Okay. I got you, Laura. Wonderful. Uh, very good. Thank you very much. Uh, folks, very excited. Very excited right now. On the line with us, all the way from Canada, as promised, is a member of the Midwest Militia. Uh, she is also one half of the... SNS Express tag team, uh, her tag team partner being Jesse Bell. Uh, it is a great honor uh, for us to have on the on the phone with us right now, none other than Sassy Steph. Sassy, are you there? Hello, I am here. How are, how are you tonight? Oh well, I'm actually fighting a bug. It's funny. Because, you know, when you go to Shimmer and you leave Shimmer, everybody usually says they have the Shim virus. Well, last week I wasn't at Shimmer for uh, other personal reasons, but I still think I came down with the Shim virus anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. I, but, I certainly hope that you feel yeah. better. With me, uh, yeah, with me on the I th- hope so, too. Okay. With, with us uh, on the line is uh, Laura. Uh, she is the co-host of the show as well. Hi, hey, Laura. Steph, how, how are you? Doing? you? Uh, I'm, I'm besides doing being well. sick, I'm all right. <laughs> Sorry about that. It seems like that is going around. Yeah, it's been miserable. I know a bunch of um, my fiance's family has been sick last week and this week, so I think it's starting to affect me a little bit. 
It's probably this never it's probably this never ending winter that seems to be affecting the whole United States. And you know, one day it'll warm up a little bit and the next thing you know it's snowing again. You know, I, I think it's that's yeah, something it's to do with the same thing here too. <laughs> the same thing up well, here too. It's been absolutely crazy. I understand. Steph, I wanna I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time with us to be on the show tonight. I know how valuable that your time is and uh I certainly appreciate you taking the time out to be with us tonight. Um Looking over the names currently in women's indie wrestling, there are three names, for me anyway, that keep coming up over and over again. Uh, that's you, Allison Kay, and Jessica Havoc. How do you feel that you three have changed the way that women's indie wrestling is viewed? Oh, my gosh. Um, I I don't know. I never look at it that way. I know... You know, the three of us are doing outstanding things right now in wrestling, and, you know, I couldn't be more proud of Allison or Jessica. Especially, I mean, I've known Jessica, you know, almost 10 years. So right. seeing her being where she's at right now in her career, she's just unbelievably taking off. And same with Allison. She's, you know, I've obviously not known Allison near as long, but the things that she's doing as well are just, you know, you can't compare them to some of the other girls in the business right now. I know that when I was going back through and I looked and I noticed on the timeline and looking up information on you that, like you had said, that you and Jessica go way back. How did you meet and become acquainted with both uh, Jessica and Allison? Well, Jessica's a funny story. Jessica's been in the wrestling business for, like I said, almost 10 years. And I've, been in and around the business for about nine but about a year before I got involved in the business I was just a normal everyday fan there was a promotion right near my house in Akron Ohio that I would go to on every week pretty much and uh it was on Tuesday evenings so one night I was there and they said you know they're gonna have a mix a mixed tag or it was it was odd because Jessica's not, you know, she's huge. She's so tall. So I, I don't believe there was another girl in the match. I believe it was, like, two guys versus her and another guy or something like that. And Jessica was watching her from the fan side. And I believe after the show, you know, I went up and, you know, said that, you know, I liked what she did and, and all of that. But then, you know, I knew her at that point. But then when I actually got into the business, I mean, that was just, you know, passing moment. But then when I got into business about a year later, you know, she kind of was like, oh, hey, this girl was actually really serious. Like, you know, so Jessica and I became really close friends because when I started in the business, I was just ring announcing. And there weren't a whole lot of girls at that time. So Jessica and I came close, and, and so did she with, Lexi Lane, who is Jessica's wrestling quite often in Central Ohio, which later on in her career became Madison Rain. And so Jessica and I just kind of bonded because it was, at that time, it was me, Jessica, and Lexi, and that was it. And then Nevaeh was in Southern Ohio, and as soon as, you know, my trainer basically found out that Nevaeh was, you know, down in HWA and was able to come up, he started bringing Nevaeh up, so it was the four of us, and then there was Angel Dust, who started actually right around the same time I did, but never really kind of got out of her bubble. If you watch AIW Wrestling, 
uh, especially girls' night out, you'll see Angel Dust. She's this small little petite little thing, but she's amazing. And it actually it makes me really sad that she doesn't kind of press her luck and get out more of Cleveland. I, I don't know what her deal is, but there was the five of us, and really we all kind of came together and – you know, that's how everything started. It was me versus Jess or Jess versus Nevaeh or um, Lexi versus Nevaeh or me versus Nevaeh. It, so it was the four of us, basically. And then Nevaeh, if we ever, you know, what we did, we went up to Cleveland quite a bit. So it was really fun, like, you know, because it was like this close-knit type of girls. And I mean, obviously, you see in my career, I'm still very, very close with Nevaeh. I'm very, very close with Jessica. Then Allison, I met. Uh, several years later, probably about four or five years ago now, she was wrestling with Jessica in a little town in Ohio called Alliance. And right. Jessica was telling me, oh, this girl, Allison, this girl, Allison, this girl, Allison. I'm like, I have no idea who you're talking about. You know, she was just getting into the business. And then she's like, uh, do you mind if Allison rides with us? to WSU, and I said, well, of course not, the more the merrier, you know, the more people that can drive, the easier, because we would drive the eight hours and wrestle one or two shows, depending on if we were a double taping in New Jersey or not, and then we'd drive the eight hours straight home, so the more people right. that could drive, the easier it was, so sure. one person could be sleeping, one's awake helping, you know, the driver stay awake, so it, it right. really worked out nicely, and Allison, I mean, Basically, the Mick, who used to run WSU, he saw Jessica and I and Allison coming in together all the time, and he goes, what do you guys think about being the Midwest Militia together? And we're like, oh. he's like, I'm going to, you know, would you guys like to be put into a group together because you guys are always together. Everybody knows it anyway. And we're like, right. yeah, of course. And then one day me and Jessica were beating our brains over, over particular names I mean, they came up with a bunch of a bunch of weird names. Like, I remember one was the Buckeye Bitches or something like that. And I was like, I don't <laughs> necessarily want to, want to be called a, a bitch on a, on the regular. So I was like, do that one. I think everybody pretty much was like, no, we're not doing that one. Um, right. But Jessica and I actually, in that little town called Alliance, Ohio, came up with the name Midwest Militia together. And then that just from WSU that branched into Femme Fatale and other places all over, you know, the country booking us as the Midwest Militia. Very cool. We've, uh, we've got a listener that, uh, has a question. You mind taking a, taking a phone call real quick? Of course. That would be awesome to have a fan on or a listener. Right. Could be there somebody who hates me. Well, we'll find <laughs> out very shortly. Hold on here. <laughs> 401, you're on with uh, live from the Armory Wrestling Show and Sassy Steph. You are my Stephanie, my only Stephanie. <laughs> you make me happy when you're on the air, because I enjoy when, when you swear. Hi, John. How are you? <laughs> Doing great. How are you? Good. For those who don't know, if you don't aren't, aren't friends with me on Facebook, John is a, he doesn't just do it for me either. He does it for several other ladies as well. Uh, he writes us songs like the one that he just said and uh, puts them on a YouTube. You use YouTube, right? Yep. Or do you just put the video up on Okay. So he uses YouTube, and then he puts the videos up of personalized songs for different people in the wrestling business, and it's very entertaining. He has some very interesting combinations of words sometimes. 
Very, very cool. Very cool. cool. I sure hope you impressed your, your birthday gift that I gave you. I did. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Yeah, of course. It had to be your 30th birthday, and I couldn't let your songwriter let you down for this one. <laughs> well, it was <laughs> excellent. I thank you so much. I actually haven't used my gift card yet. I'm waiting to see what's going to be, you know, the thing. Yeah, perfect. Well, a question I have for you. What were your thoughts when you were at WrestleMania and when you were at the Hall of Fame, and what was your biggest reaction for the Hall of Fame for, like, your favorite inductee this year? Oh, goodness. The Hall of Fame was excellent. I went to pretty much every event at uh, WrestleMania this week or uh, a couple of weeks ago. And, I mean, Lita really meant a lot to me because growing I shouldn't even say growing up because it really wasn't that long ago. Uh, Lita was very important to me. I don't know if you can tell by the red hair or not. But I loved Lita, so I loved seeing her. The Ultimate Warrior was awesome because when I was a kid, you know, he was one of those people that were very influential in wrestling. And then I loved seeing Scott Hall being inducted because, you know, the, everybody wants to cheer for the bad guy. And, you know, I'm a bad guy when I wrestle 95% of the time. So, right. And his, his, his speech was short, sweet, to the point. It was perfect. I loved it. I mean, the whole thing was really great. Mr. T... I mean, it was pretty much a running gag, you know, that, you know, his mama thing after that. I and mean, the amount of people I've heard saying, my mama this, my mama that, I just kind of giggle now because Mr. T made that his own special thing at the Hall of Fame. Right. And you and you went to WrestleMania, Steph? I did. I did. You know, it's a, a lot of people will, you know, probably give me slack in the wrestling business, like, oh, you're going to WrestleMania, all that. Well, you know what? I've been a fan of wrestling since I was – a little itty-bitty baby, and mm-hmm. I'm still a fan of wrestling today. I might be involved in the business, but you never stop learning, and WrestleMania is like our Super Bowl. That's like telling a high school player, hey, you know, football player, hey, uh, don't go to the Super Bowl because you're going to look like a moron because you play football and you'll eventually want to be there. I right. love wrestling, and, you know, I'm always going to love it, even when I'm out of the business, hopefully many, many years from now. I'm still going to love it. And WrestleMania is the biggest event of the year. If I can get there, I will certainly. This was my fifth one. I loved it. I love being in the atmosphere of the fans and getting to experience it as a fan. Like, I mean, I was one of those people when The Undertaker lost. I was like, what? Like, my heart were, dropped out of my body. That's what it felt you, like, you know? You You were standing there with your eyes as big as 50-cent pieces and your mouth open. I don't know if they were that big, but I mean, it was it was it was one of those breathtaking moments that you're like, oh my god, you know. And it takes you, you know, you a lot of people are so in the know about the business, you know. People right. say, oh, you know, WWE can't surprise me because I already know, you know, everything. I can see where their booking's going or whatever. And then you have the Undertaker lose, which nobody ever thought was going to happen. It's certainly not me. And I was just like, oh, man, it was like it put you – you're back in a fan position because, you're, you know, a lot of people who say those things, they were ones that thought, oh, the Undertaker's never going to lose. And then they, it, you did, or he did, and it was just like, oh, my God. Like, and it right. means that right now all of wrestling – I don't know what WWE is doing exactly, but I went to the Hall of Fame, I went to Access, I went to uh, Mania, and I went to Raw afterwards, which is totally amazing. 
and what they did on Monday Night Raw and at WrestleMania, I believe a different way with what their book, and it's amazing. You know, before Monday Night Raw, that AJ was going to come up with this promo about how she's the best in the world, which is funny, um, considering who she's dating, and then... Paige is going to come out and win the title, I would have told you you're effing crazy. I would have been like, I would love that to happen because, you know, I've met Paige on several occasions and she's a really nice human being. I've never met AJ, so I don't know. But, you know, I would be like, yeah, right, whatever. And then it happened. It's like, wait, what? And then they're bringing up so many talents right now from NXT. Just like, where are they going right now? It, it's very intriguing to me, and I'm I'm excited for what's going to come in the next year or so with WWE. Well, I was at I was at that WrestleMania, and that's been my second WrestleMania. And I don't know where you were sitting, but I was up in the in the Vertigo section, up in the 600 section. And uh, what a uh, what a treat it was to be able to be there and be a part of the Undertaker match. And I had told Laura, I don't think that I can ever remember uh, hearing people chant yes uh, so much, except for maybe in the movie when Harry met Sally. You know that moment when uh, <laughs> that moment when uh, Daniel Bryant won the title and held the belts up and everybody was, you know, doing the yes thing. That was, you know, one of those moments that that will stick with me. Um, getting back to the Midwest Militia uh, being paired up or, or, or being in a group of three at that time, uh, mm-hmm. did you feel that that was a good move for you, or were you looking more at singles, or did you feel more like? You know, there's safety in numbers. I can learn more. How? What was your mindset on on joining a group like that? My mindset was, this is awesome. I get to go out there with two of my best friends in the wrestling business, and just the Mick was giving us pretty much leeway to do whatever the hell we wanted to do. He was right. like, "This is what I want. This is." the way I want you to go about it, but if you have another way of doing it, then I don't care. Go ahead and do it because you guys are friends. You know what works best for you. So, I mean, he was basically, if anything, letting us go without a leash, which is probably not the most brilliant idea when you give it to me, Allison and Jessica. Um, But we had a blast. And, you know, um, it was great because we were still doing single things. We were still doing tag team things. We were doing three person, you know, tag things, you know. I mean, I was spirit champion at the time when we first got started, um, and then me and Allison became tag team champions, and then Jessica became spirit champion and world heavyweight champion at the same time, mm-hmm. and Jessica's been champion since, and, and right now the tag titles are kind of like up in the air because I was at the last WSU show, and I got turned on by Jessica when Allison couldn't make it because she was injured previously at another show the night before and so Allison has a belt and then um the cunts have the belt which is uh Kimberly and Annie Social it's chicks using nasty tactics and so Uh, the tag titles are still kind of up in the air right now but oh did you just get that yeah (laughs) so 
because I thought, did she say what I think she said? And then when you spelled I it sure out, did. yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, though. I mean, that takes a whole yeah. lot of chutzpah to um, come out uh, with that name. Wow. Um well, it is WSU when these superstars are uncensored. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I did. I did not mean to interrupt you. You go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, so, this um, is coming from the same promotion where Allison, I, and Jessica, or I, I guess I should speak correct English. Allison, Jessica, and I, rather. Uh, we're coming out with machetes threatening to cut people's heads off. So, I mean, it's it's hard to, you know, come up with something that's offensive or shocking. And I guess Kimberly and Annie Social came up with that name. Or I don't know, maybe somebody else did. I'm not sure. But, I mean, they've run with it. And it, it it's definitely shocking for some people. I was going to say, and you thought that using the Buckeye Bitches was going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just I just don't like that name anyway, but yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, if he would have been like, "Hey, we want to call you, you know, chicks using nasty tactics." I probably would have been like, "Hey, that's creative. All right. I don't mind that so much, but Buckeye bitches, I don't, I don't know." I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear it you. is what it is. I hear you. Well, I'd like to change gears a little bit because I saw on your Twitter where you're a paranormal enthusiast. Oh, yes, I am. I am. I'm very (laughs) much into the paranormal. I love it. Well, um, I have had a couple of paranormal experiences myself, uh, so uh, I'd like to hear about yours if you've had any or you know, what is it about the paranormal that uh, you are so enthused about? Okay. Um, I guess I'll start from where the beginning, I guess, when I had my first paranormal experience and I didn't realize it at the time. I love the Ohio State Reformatory. It's in Mansfield, Ohio. It's this beautiful, eerie building. If you saw Shawshank Redemption, the prison that they filmed it in, that's the building I'm talking right. about. It's so beautiful. It's so eerie. And the things that have gone on there are just, you know, insane, crazy. If you look up the stories of, you know, there was riots and a guard was killed in um, solitary confinement. I mean, this, there's all sorts of things. My first paranormal experience, though, is during Halloween time, They every year they – do a haunted house where you don't really go up through the front part of the building, which is the administration buildings. You go basically through the whole prison down into solitary confinement, back up and out. And, you know, people are jumping out at you. And then of course it's a prison and it's supposedly haunted too. So it it adds a creepy effect to it as well. So I'm obsessed with this building. And we had gone through, me and a couple of my friends had gone through the building. This is probably my first or second time I had been there. And we're talking to one of the tour guides you know, who's just standing outside. And at that point in time, Triple H had just come there not too long before that and did a photo shoot there for one of the covers of WWE Magazine. If you find the one where he's in an orange jumpsuit, I mean, this is I don't know how many years ago, that is actually the Mansfield Reformatory that he's inside. So 
Oh, wow. I was like, oh, where was that? Where was that? You know, I'm asking, I'm curious, and, you know, just to see where exactly that was. And I'm just taking snapshots of the building as I'm going along talking to this guy. So we leave, we get in the car, and, and whoever was driving, whatever, and I'm looking through my pictures, just, you know, going through, deleting the ones, you know, whatever I don't like. And I look at this picture, and it's the administration building. It's up front, and it's a shadow person in the window. Like, you could see a hat, a head, a shoulder, and, like, the sideline of, the you know, going down the body. But the person is see-through, and there's no lights in this part of the building because they're not using it for the haunted house. So why would they run lights, you know, whatever. So I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. So another time that I went, I actually did a public event with the Ghost Adventures guys at the building at the Ohio State Reformatory, and I went and I asked them and I asked some of the other people, I go, please explain this away to me. If you can tell me that this is something other than what I'm seeing, I will believe you because I'm not one of those people where I walk into a building and I'm like, oh, my God, it's haunted. I want proof, and then I want somebody else to back it up for me. And nobody could really explain it away for me, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. So my first paranormal experience was that, and then – I don't, I'm not sensitive, I'm not an empath, uh, you know, empath, I can talk, but, um, I, you know, it's just these weird little things that I always have happen, and it's just amazing, and it's great because being involved in this, my mom passed away almost uh, about a year and a half ago, and I feel her, and I don't see her necessarily, she's come to me in my dreams a couple times, but... I've known that she's in the room with me, and I think because I've been so interested in the paranormal for many, many years and that I, you know, I don't dismiss everything, but I don't automatically assume it either, that I've been able to, you know, have a little bit of contact with my mom. And it actually freaks my fiancé out. He's so freaked out by it. He's like, I know it's your mom, but it's really freaky. And I'm like, well, it happens. So I, it's it's been a blessing in my life because now I feel like I have, like I said, I've never talked to her or anything like that. I just kind of know she's around. And it's nice to have that bond after death to connect with my mom. I have the same thing with my mom. My mom's passed on as well. And I had lost an earring right after she had passed. And I'd looked everywhere for it, everywhere. And I was sitting in a room by myself, light was off, and all of a sudden, out of thin air, an earring drops. And I, I don't know how right. to explain that, except you know, except for the fact that that was my mom, you know. And right. I think I think once you're you open your mind to it, and like you said, you know, you don't totally believe it, but you don't totally dismiss it either. But once you open up yourself to that, I think you become more empathetic. Um, you know, toward things like that, and it really, if you uh, and before it happened to me, I was like, oh, y'all are crazy. It, stuff like that doesn't happen, but it truly does. And until you've experienced it, there's just no way to describe it to someone. You just have to. Absolutely. It's like you have to be there. You know, but that's awesome. Uh, I'm so glad that you 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 told us that and you shared that with us. I was wanting to talk a little bit about that because I thought, well, I'll talk to her. You know, about that. Maybe, you know, take a little different turn instead of, you know, so much wrestling. Um, but mm-hmm. 
back to the rest back to the wrestling. Um I, what was it like participating in that first women's war games match because you know that match has such history. Um what did it feel like or did you did you think about that history uh before stepping into the cages and you know what did it feel like just getting into that? Well, when the Mick first told us that that's what was going to be coming in the future, when, you know, we were going to be doing this big, long storyline, Jess was going to have Mercedes, and Allison and I were going to be taking on Brittany Savage and Alicia. We're like, okay, that'll be fun. You know, we've wrestled, well, I've at that point in time, I had never wrestled Mercedes, and I still haven't to this day, which makes me very, very upset, because I want a singles match with that woman. Someone book it, please. Anyway, um... <laughs> I was like, all of us have that, you know, chemistry in the ring. So I'm like, it'll be good. And then as it approached, like, the things that happened, it just kind of, it just, you know, the digs at each other on Twitter, the things that we did while we were in the ring, everything just added up, and it just went perfectly into war games. And it's I never had a chance to think of it. And then when we were getting ready to go out, you know, we're dressed, we're ready, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is really happening. And we had, Melina was there. She had just been released from WWE a couple months prior, and she was like, I can't wait to watch this. And I was like, oh, oh my God. And, like, I'm sitting there, I'm, like, uh, you know, freaking out in my own mind because I'm like, this is really something. This is, like you said, the first ever women's war game. And, yes, I've been in the ring with – Alicia and Brittany, and of course, I know Jessica and Allison have my back because we've been friends for many years. It's just crazy. I never imagined that that would be somewhere that I would be in my wrestling career. That something would accumulate so much into a war games match. That 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 would be something that people would be looking forward to from someone like me because I'm not really that type of wrestler per se. And it was amazing. And then when we came in the back and everybody said that the match was wonderful and everything went well, well, minus Mercedes being injured, of course, we were just baffled, you know, that 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 just happened. And the responses that we got on Twitter and Facebook and the amount of people that were just overwhelmed by what we did was amazing. It was really one of the first times in my career that, like, I felt like I had actually done something. Well, I get the you know I get the feeling that people really want to see women wrestle. They don't want to see them, you know, do cakewalks and dress up like elves and things like that. I think that's what they want to see. They want to see matches like that. They want to see, you know, they want to see wrestling. Um, and I, I get really angry when I don't see that because I, I do like seeing women wrestle I think women can go just as same as the men can oh absolutely and there's you know I I say this a lot of times Sarah Del Rey put her in the ring against any man and I wouldn't be surprised if she whipped his ass she's amazing I mean obviously she's amazing she has a job as a trainer now with WWE she's the first women's wrestling not just women's wrestling but trainer in WWE because she's that good. And, I mean, there's a lot of women like cheerleader Melissa. I've seen her wrestle guys and just literally beat the crap out of them. 
Mercedes Martinez. I mean, there's so many women that can wrestle and can out-wrestle a guy any day of the any day of the week. I, I guarantee it. You just got to give them the opportunity to get in the ring and do their stuff. You know, I saw Mia Yim take on uh, Chase Brown in PWX, and uh, he didn't let up on her. I mean, it was just like she was a guy, and she gave it right back to him. It was absolutely oh yeah, Mia awesome. is is yeah. Mia is one tough person in. I've wrestled her, God, I couldn't even probably count how many times I've wrestled her now. And I was one, I was like one of her first matches. I don't want to say first matches, but within the first year of her wrestling. And to see the way that she's grown, like I almost feel like a proud mom, even though, you know, she's not my daughter in any way, (laughs) shape or form. But, I mean, the amount of tours she's done in Japan, you know, she's been to the Philippines, Ecuador, all these places around the world, it's just, breathtaking and awesome to see what she's doing in the business because she's busting her ass to do it and it's just it's great i was really really impressed with her uh seeing and i've seen her in you know uh some other promotions as as well and um you know speaking of that you know seeing her get started and everything and and you know kind of feeling like you know the mom um who has been your biggest influence or inspiration in your career? Well, I've had two. One is is just because this is the person that I looked up to as a, as a kid growing up, and I loved her and thought she was amazing, and the other one's more personal. The first one is Sensational Sherry. I never got to meet her, which is probably – the worst thing I, you know, I just, I wish I could, could have met her. Like, I just think that like me being the fan that I am a sensational sheriff, I would have met her. I would have never let her, her force feed me all of her information about the wrestling business just in general, because I loved her that much. I mean, I probably would never have left the poor woman alone. And <laughs> then my second one my my second inspiration, well, I don't know, inspiration, um, but more mentor is Allison Danger. I was a huge fan of hers. I met her one day at Ring of Honor in the bathroom of all places. And, you know, at this time <laughs> I'm still a fan. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, it's an honor to meet you. And, you know, she's just like, oh, it's a fan in the bathroom, whatever, no big deal. And I just always remember that I, I loved her. And watching her in the business and stuff, I, I just, she was somebody that I gravitated to. I mean, I loved watching Lacey. I loved watching Daisy. But Alice in Danger was the one that I liked the most. And so when I got into the business, exactly a year from my first match, well, almost exactly a year from my first match, my trainer said, okay, we're going to have another. Because my first show that I did was an all-girls show in the middle of Central Ohio. And it was me versus Ashley Lane, which again, later in her career, became Madison Rain, And then I had a second match that night because all the people who lost went on to a tag match, and it was me and Lorelai Lee versus Josie and Jessica Havoc. So anyway, the second year, we are doing another show, all-women show, because the first one was very successful. And he told me, he's like, I'm bringing in Alice in Danger. I know that means a lot to you. And I'm, I'm, like, begging him. I'm like, oh, my God, please, 
let me wrestle her. Please let me wrestle her. Please let me wrestle her. And he's like, you know, I think you're not ready yet. I was like devastated, oh. you know, because that's all I wanted, you know, was this is my idol. I, I want to be in the ring with her. And he's like, I'm going to put you with somebody, you know, a little bit better. And I don't even remember who it was at the time because the show ended up getting totally turned around. So I was like, okay, I understood. It, it sucked. It stung, you know, especially my trainer telling me this. But I'm like, all right, I understand. I'm only a year in, whatever. And so then the show comes, and it ends up being certain people could land and certain people couldn't. So they had to redo the whole show. Well, Allison and Sarah Del Rey weren't able to land at the airport they were supposed to land at, so they landed at the Akron Canton Airport. I live in Akron Canton. So I got to pick up Sarah Del Rey and Allison from the airport. And one of my friends at the time was close with... Yeah, was close with Allison, and he had told her, hey, look, my friend really likes you, you know, she looks up to you, blah, blah, blah. So as soon as I picked up Allison, not knowing this, she's like, hey, do you know so-and-so? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, you told me how big of a fan you are of mine. I was like, oh, my God, like embarrassed, like, immediately because, you know, she already knows who I am because somebody told her I'm, like, this huge fan. I didn't want her to think I'm a stalker or whatever. So, but we ended up going out for lunch, and it was nice, and helped me from the get-go right then and that we got to the show and as so we ended up doing instead of 10 people I think there was nine and so we ended up doing a battle royal whoever won that automatically went to the finals and two fatal or um two four ways elimination four ways and Allison and Sarah were booking the matches so Allison put me in her match so I got to wrestle her and it was so awesome. It was, I, I, I don't even remember if I know everybody that was in my match between me. I think it was me, Allison, Lorelai Lee, and, and Ashley at the time. And it was just, it was like such an honor. And then right after that is when she got pregnant with her daughter. So I was still in constant contact with her. And I would, like, if I had a question in the business, because I'm still, you know, greener than grass one, one, two years in. And I'd be like, okay, mom. Mama Danger, what do I do in this situation? And she's like, I would do this or this or this or this. And then, yeah, and I still call her that to this day. I'm like, Mama Danger. So she's been a real inspiration in my my career, and I I just love her to pieces. I've spent the night at her house. We've become friends. I send her daughter Christmas and birthday presents, you know. So I really find her as one of not only an inspiration and mentor to me, but one of my really good friends in life, too. That is absolutely awesome. Uh, Mama Danger, I love it. Um, <laughs> you know, talking about like little names like that, um, where did the sassy part of your name come from? <laughs> um, I was born that way. And I say that because my mom, <laughs> when I was born, my name, and I mean, everybody pretty much knows my, my real name anyway because of my Facebook, is Stephanie Ann Sager. So my initials spell out SASS. So when uh-huh. I, I got older and able to talk, and, you know, little kids, they always have, you know, talk back to their parents or whatever. It's just part of life. My mom would always tell me, oh, I gave you the perfect name. You're always you're always giving me SASS, you, you know. You're so sassy, and I'm like, all right, cool. So then when I, you know, was coming up with 
a name for myself that had always stuck. I had had other little nicknames, stupid nicknames throughout school and high school, whatever, but Sassy was always what people called me. So it just stuck, and it went right with me through wrestling. So you were born that way. That That is cool. Yeah, so when I say I'm born that way, I, you know, I'm I was born that way. I my initials are fast. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um <laughs> I I know that you had said and and I'm what I'll do is I, if I can find it, I will send you a picture of it. I'll I'll tweet it to you. Steph, I actually okay. met Sherry uh at the end of her WCW days. Um I met her uh, in Columbus, Ohio. I actually lived in Columbus, Ohio for 20-plus years. Mm-hmm. And Nitro had came to town, and and uh, a friend had called me and said, you know, so-and-so's in town. Uh, we're going to meet out at the uh, – we're going to meet out at the uh, Hilton at the airport. And I'm like, okay. So we went out there to, to meet a particular wrestler uh, that we knew and uh, ended up, you know, getting to talk to a bunch of people that night, and she was one of them. And I can tell you that she was, uh, from my perspective, a 100% class act. She's a very nice lady, and uh, I'll dig up that picture. I'll, I'll tweet it over to you. It's a much younger me, but it it, it is me. So uh, she, <laughs> I, she's I'm a very cool lady. I'm incredibly jealous. Very cool I'm lady. I'm incredibly jealous. I didn't I mean know, to make um, you jealous. Couple... Oh, that's okay. I know a couple of years ago, uh, I was on a bunch of shows with Jake the Snake, and obviously he is longtime friends with her. And mm-hmm. I picked his brain for probably I don't know how many times about her, not really getting a whole lot of information, but a little bit. And uh, I mean, this leads into a bad Jake the Snake story, which I'm not going to share because I don't I don't want to like have people like saying I'm the devil or something because Jake the Snake is this wonderful person. But I, I did a gimmick in a place called Firestorm, which is in Cleveland, but it's no longer existent, unfortunately. And I was doing kind of like a, a modern-day sensational sherry. So I had, like, this dress, and I had black hair still at the time, and I teased it all up very, you know, sherry-looking from, you know, her WCW days. And uh, the makeup I, in WWF days, I, I did it all. And I asked him, I said, you know, would she approve? And he was like, yeah, I think so. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I, you know, lost my, my stuff at that moment. You know, I was just like, oh, my God, that makes me so excited. So that was really awesome that, you know, someone that she had close. So I it was the Penny, Penny Banner show I did several years ago, and I can't think of who it was. I was talking to an older women's wrestler, and it sucks that her name escapes me right now, but it was right after Sensational Sherry passed, which is actually the year that I started wrestling. I was maybe four months in as far as my actual matches, and mm-hmm. I wore a band around my arm that said SM, and this lady goes, is that is that for Sherry? And I said, yes, absolutely. She was you know, what kind of inspired me to get into the ring. And she sat and shared so many stories with me. It was unbelievable. I just wish I could have, you know, met her myself. And, you know, everybody who tells me Sherry stories, like you you said, are, you know, amazing stories. They're wonderful stories. And it just, 
it makes me sad that I never got to meet her, but I know, you know, one day when I'm wrestling in the sky, I'll meet up with her and we can reminisce about wrestling because I still wrestle very 80s style, old school wrestling. <laughs> it's still very sensational, Sherry influenced if you watch me. Right. Now, I know, I also know that you're, you know, being from Ohio, that you're a you're a big Cleveland Browns fan. Die hard Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> I was wondering, have you been to see the uh, see the new Kevin Costner movie, Draft Day? I have not, and it's, okay. it sucks. My my fiance does not like football, which is the biggest bummer in my entire life. And but it's okay. I mean, I'll, I'll get over it. But here, I have. I actually have a. Um, I don't even want to say prediction. I have an. What I think is going to happen this season is I believe 100% in my heart, you can't tell me any differently, is the Browns are going to the playoffs. And here's why I say this. I believe that every sport is just as predetermined as professional wrestling is. And the reason why I say that is because if you go back and you look at 95, I'll even say 98% of sports movies, the year that they have a sports movie or the year after they have a sports movie come out about that team, they go mm-hmm. to the playoffs. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. Not going to say they're going to win the Super Bowl. But they at least make it to the playoffs. So I say my Browns are going to have an excellent season this year. Well, I, I hope so. I hope so. I, I know that I, I'm not Me a Browns too. fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a Browns fan. I'm a Steelers oh, fan. Oh, uh, I, I, I know that. I know. I know that everybody in Cleveland has been talking about the playoffs or the Super Bowl. Uh, since Brian Sipe was quarterback. So, you know, yeah. it, it, you guys, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I certainly wish you guys all the best of luck in the year, except when you play the Steelers. So, um, what has what has your experience in Shine been like? Um, I know that many, including myself, feel that it is the premier showcase for women's wrestling today. What has your experience been there? I love Shine. Shine has given me an opportunity to just blossom as a wrestler. And, I mean, I'm seven years in now, you know, so that's that's crazy to say that, you know, I feel like I'm I'm really blossomed. I mean, I feel like I blossomed at WSU, but now I feel I'm at, like, a different part of my career where I'm really developing. And um, it's it's great. I mean, when they kept bringing me down doing singles, I was like, all right, awesome. They're like, well, we have an idea for a tag team. And I was like, Okay, I'm like, at that point in time, the only person I was really, you know, just close with. So I was like, are they going to do something with the Midwest Militia? But no, because Allison has her thing with with uh, Taylor Maid as Made in Sin. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And they're like, we're going to stick you with Jesse Bell. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know her. Like I've met her a couple of times. I'm like, we have red hair. Okay, all right, uh, don't really see the other correlation here. And they're like, right. no, we think it's going to be great. Right. And I'm like, I mean, you're you're the boss. I'll do whatever you make, you know, do my best, obviously, to make that come forth. And then mm-hmm. when Jesse and I, for the first time as a tag team, I mean, the first time was a six-woman tag with Josie, but Jesse and I just clicked. It was like, we had been friends for just as long as Jessica and I have. Like, it was crazy. It just worked. I mean, I 
this similar styles, but we really do. And we have a lot of the same psychology because we're both kind of late 80s wrestling psychology. And with her and Tracy, you know, traveling with Tracy Smothers all the time, she has a lot of the same psychology that I do. So it just worked. And I don't know how they came up with me and Jesse Bell being a tag team, but I love when you add Nevea into it, which is very odd because the three of us, I mean, if you look at us separately, are completely different people. But mm-hmm. the friendship that I have with Nevea and, the, and then the developing tag team chemistry that I have with, with Jesse and us becoming now really good friends as well, it's just, it's amazing. And I'm just really happy with what Shine's doing with us and gives us the opportunity to do a lot of things. And when the tag team tournament a couple months ago, we uh, we were did one of our matches and Malaya Husaka happened to walk out right beside us after our match, and I was like, uh-huh. Malaya, were you watching the match? And and she said yes, and I was like, oh, I was like, could you please give us critiques? And you know, Malaya has never wanted to sugarcoat anything, and she's she said that she liked the match, but there's a couple of you know little things here or there, which you know that's going to be pretty much every match if you have a picture perfect match that. You know, I don't believe you're human. So I was like, all right, that's. And then she gave us an, another idea, and I can't wait to go back to Shine to use it again. Because when you see it, you'll know it was something Malaya Hosaka suggested, because it it could only come from Malaya Hosaka, and I'm really excited about it. That's that's very cool, and we we really won't have to wait that much longer for the next Shine event. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute. And I, I was just going to skip forward. We had, we had talked to Jesse Bell, as a matter of fact. She, she's been a guest on the show. We talked to her a few weeks ago. And she said, had nothing really but great things to say about working with you and pretty much almost word for word what you said, you know, not having ever met, not sure of the pairing, and just clicking. So, you know, it says something to be, uh, something to be said for, for, for both of you then. You know, it's very cool. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when you get in the ring and you have chemistry like that with someone that you've only met on a few occasions, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's magic when it happens. And, you, you, and like, you know, I walked in going, okay, I'm going to do my best that I can with the situation, even though I don't know her very well. But as I was watching us in the ring together, I mean, obviously I can't watch myself. That's a little odd. I'm not having an out-of-body experience or anything. But watching our match and seeing it progress the way it did and the psychology in it and what Jesse was doing and what I do, knowing that I, of the stuff that I do, and I was like, wow, this, this really is working. This, this could really go somewhere. And I'm really proud of you know, what Jesse and I have accomplished so far in Shine. And really, we've only been a tag team for less than a year. Not, I, actually, I think our first match together as, as you know, just two of us, not including last September, so a little over seven months. And you know, we were in the tag team tournament. We went to the um, semi or yeah, the semifinals. And you know, Mia and Leva, who ended up winning the titles, beat us. But I mean, I couldn't be more proud of what we have accomplished in the last couple of months. No, I, I agree. I agree with you one hundred percent. You know, at the, at the beginning of the show, you know, when we keep talking about women's independent wrestling, 
you know that there there are several names that that keep coming up over and over and over again you know and uh you know i i think that fans were pleasantly surprised you know i it's always cool to see that chemistry work together and and exactly what you said the first tournament you know the, the tournament to crown the first shine tag team champions you know i i'm really happy that they uh, finally had recognized that you know this was this was something that was needed uh, because I think it it brings uh more credibility more prestige to the promotion you know and obviously to the to the women that are involved with the promotion absolutely I agree and I don't know if you've seen the belts in person, but they're beautiful. The people who made those belts did an amazing job I mean you know most belts are are very pretty or look good, aesthetically pre- pleasing, but right. the shine, the championship and the tag team champions, there's just like a, a glitter or, a, and I don't know if it's because it's girls' belts or not, but there's like a glitter or a shininess or something to them that, and maybe it's because they're, bo- they're both pretty new, but they're just beautiful belts. I'm, I'm just really proud to be involved with shine and you know Lexi Fife is is heavily involved in in Shine and I remember when I first started at Shine she told me uh she said you know I don't know what happened to you as a wrestler but a year ago I wouldn't have booked you but now you're just you're different and you're much you're much better you're more defined or whatever she said at that moment and I was just like wow and Lexi is actually Another person, more recently actually, than uh, Danger, because, you know, with Danger being out of the business and living on the other side of the country, it's kind of hard to get in contact with her sometimes, and plus she has her own family thing going on. Mm-hmm. I talk to Lexi a lot about, like, if I'm feeling down about a specific thing, well, you know, like, I don't know how to handle a situation in wrestling, because that still happens. I ask her as well, and it's been nice, because I've had a lot of heart to hearts with Lexi and it's been really nice and it's three of women's wrestling like I'm not trying to be in WWE I'm not trying to be in TNA if they offered me a contract of course I'm going to take it are you kidding me of course I love wrestling right but that's not my goal I just love to wrestle I love traveling I love Oh, I love to get to come home to get my fiance as well. Like I don't, I don't want to, you know, the WWE schedule will be way too much for me. I think, but I would still take it, of course. Um, sure. But you know, it's like having those people in the business and Lexi Fife, Allison Danger, Nevea, Jessica Havoc, Allison K, uh, Leva Bates. I'm trying to think. There's there there's so many women in the business that I may be wrestling in the ring at the time, but I still have a very close friendship with, and right. I get to, you know, have these very close friendships with, and it's really, honestly, it's a blessing, and there's a lot of times where I think, where would I be in my life if I didn't have wrestling? Like, I wouldn't have these friends that I have now. I actually would have never have met my fiancé, you know, if I wouldn't have started wrestling, and I just, I'm... I love where I am in, in wrestling and in my life, so I I love it. I love it. I, that's all you can say, right? You just love it. That's right. <laughs> Very cool. Well, you know, you, mentioning the WWE, uh, what is your opinion of the Divas 
and TNA's knockout division? Right now, I think both are doing phenomenal. Uh, I mean, you can obviously see with the Divas especially, and I don't get to watch TNA as much because it's not available where I am right now on the TV. The service provider we have doesn't in Canada doesn't provide TNA. Anyway, um, but the girls on WWE, like, they're doing a lot better, and it, it's weird because I accredit it to Sarah Del Rey, and I also accredit it to Total Divas. The Divas are getting more time because they're having more publicity because of Total Divas, and where I, when Total Divas first came out, I was like, oh my god, I'm going to hate this show, it's going to suck, it's going to expose the business, it's going to be this, 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 but I'm going to watch it anyway, and I love the show, (laughs) I think what they do is good, I think they don't expose too much, they expose what they need to, but not too much, and, you know, you get to see a little bit inner workings, and you know, I used to think, oh, like, I, I don't really particularly care for the Bella Twins years ago. And now I'm starting to really enjoy the Bella Twins. And actually, I was, it was, I was watching a radio interview, which sounds weird, but apparently somebody YouTubed it, and I, I watched it. Um, and the Bellas actually talked that at, at one point in their career, when they first started, they actually went to Shimmer shows. And I was like, I've been at Shimmer for a very long time. And I don't ever remember seeing the Bellas, but I'm not going to say that they weren't there because, I mean, obviously being in WWE, they'd have to be incognito and all all that kind of stuff because you just can't go to those shows and cause, cause, you know, a ruckus or anything. But I know, like, um, Tara or Victoria, whatever you would like to call her, she comes to Shimmer shows. I've seen Colt Cabana. I've seen Jimmy Jacobs. I mean, there's tons of independent stars and some, you know, like, Tara or Victoria, whatever you would like to call her, or Lisa, depending on, you know, whatever, um, that come to Shimmer Show. So it really doesn't surprise me. And that really, I don't know, endeared me more to the Bella Twins because I'm like, okay, these girls really are trying. Like, they really do want to be wrestlers. And maybe, you know, they weren't just getting the opportunity before Total Divas, and that's why I didn't like them. I don't know. But now I, I love everybody on the show. I think it's great. I think it's phenomenal. And what I have seen of the TNA division, I am so happy, and I don't know how often she's been on, but Brittany, I love her. I am so happy for her. She is one of the nicest, most bubbliest people I've ever met in my entire life, and to see her making it on some level is just amazing because she deserves nothing but the best. Now, I know that... um and this is a question, I'm sorry, this is a question from George Coles. This is a fan question that got sent to us. And, okay. And we're, we're, uh, he had wrote in, Ring of Honor at one point had women's wrestling, and you participated in that. Then it disappeared. Whatever happened with Ring of Honor and women's wrestling? I was way too young in the business to be at Ring of Honor when I was there. I did two shows for them. And honestly, looking back, you can see that. I was not prepared mentally or in wrestling capabilities to be at Ring of Honor. What happened after I left, I'm not 100% sure. I'm sure it has a lot with losing Lacey because Lacey's no longer wrestling. Daisy's no longer wrestling. Sarah Del Rey's in WWE. So I'm sure it has, I mean, those are your, the core girls that have, you know, Allison Danger retired. 
You know, right. so you have all these girls who were your core women for many, many years now all of a sudden are no longer in the business. So it makes it really difficult to bring in girls when you don't know who to bring in. And it's it's not – and Carrie, who used to own it, was more in tune with that. He used to know because of Sarah, because of Allison, because of Daisy, because of Lacey – who the upcoming girls were, who should get an opportunity to come in. And even Mischief, I I haven't mentioned Mischief. Mischief was also one of the core girls as well. You know, who would be a good opportunity to have there. And, you know, I haven't seen the Ring of Honor product in a while, but I know they have some girls there. They have Maria, they have Scarlett, they have Veda, and others. It's just, I think they just have to wait for the right moment to have the right girls to just, actually design the division around them. Very good. Now, I know that you have a couple of events that are coming up, and we've already we've already plugged one of them. That was the NCW Femme Fatale uh, right there in Montreal. Mm-hmm. That's Saturday, April the 19th. And then I also have down uh, Friday, April the 18th, Shine Wrestling. Are you going to be at that event? I will not be at Shine this time. Um, just because of scheduling conflicts, which is fine. You know, it happens. But I will be back eventually. No, Have no fear. The SNS Express will be there. Um, Next weekend, I will be in Marietta, Ohio, in probably one of my most difficult matches I'm going to ever experience in my life. And uh, that is Remix Pro Wrestling for the Fury Women's Championship. And it's a vacated title. It's me versus cheerleader Melissa versus Athena. It's going to be hard-hitting, it's going to be fast, and it's going to be a hard match, but I'm looking very forward to it because I respect both girls, and Athena is actually one of my really good friends as well. And then after that, May 10th, I have WSU, where I do believe, you can't quote me on this, but I do believe it's going to be Allison Kay and I versus the cunts again to actually determine who is the tag team champion since Allison has a belt and Kimberly and Annie Social have a belt. Very cool. Very cool. Steffi, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us tonight. Uh, I've had an absolutely great time listening to to your insight into women's wrestling and and your insight and perspective just into – in the wrestling in general. Uh, so I, I really want to thank you very much for being with us tonight. Of course. Thank you for having me. And any time you want me to come in and ramble on for an hour, I'd be more than welcome to. No, it, it's absolutely it, it's fine. <laughs> if, uh, some, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you uh, through social media or for booking information or anything, do you care to give out your social media information? Sure. Facebook, it's... Um, my actual fan page, because my page has too many f- people on it, too many friends. So Facebook.com official slash official Sassy Steffi. On Twitter, it's Sassy Steffi. On Instagram, it's Sassy Steffi. Basically, just Google Sassy Steffi, and you'll find a plethora of information on me and where you can <laughs> contact me, because I love social media and. It's it's really part of the business now. You have to have it in order to get a name out there for yourself. Very cool. One and last thing. Speaking, if I... speaking of social, and speaking of social media, I don't mean to interrupt. I just want to get this in. I had tweeted out how 
you were talking about how uh, great Mia Yim uh, was, and she tweeted back, um, tweeted back a heart. Uh, she's pretty awesome herself. Oh, I love Mia. I will have to uh, message her and tell her thank you. We could uh, we could ask you to do one last thing before you go, Steffi. If you could just record sure. a bump for record a bump for us to say this is Sassy Steph, and you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show. That'd be great. Whenever you're ready. All right, you are listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Tune in and listen because it's going to be awesome. And this is Sassy Steffi. If you don't listen, I'm going to make you kiss my sass. Thank you very much, Steffi. I appreciate you being on the show tonight. Thank you guys so much for having me. You have a wonderful evening. It was a pleasure. You too. Thanks. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now. Bye. And there she goes. Boy, that was great. That was. This has just been a great show, talking to Josie and talking to uh, – Steffi and getting her to talk about her paranormal experience, that was just, I tell you what, Bob, these shows just keep getting better every week. Seriously. They do. They do. And I'm so, I want to apologize to John. It seems that John had to, had to get off the line. I know that he wanted to sing a song to you as well. Uh, maybe perhaps we can get John to come on next week and, uh, and, and he can sing okay. for you. That would be uh that, that would be fabulous. That would be awesome. It, it would be. I'm going to give. Uh, we're going to give two two other announcements here real quick, and then we'll uh, we're going to wrap things up, folks. Uh, NWA Smoky Mountain, the Smoky Mountain Cup, Saturday, April 19th, 7 p.m. bell time, Kingsport Civic Auditorium from Kingsport, Tennessee. The idea of this night is there will be six first round matches. The winners of those matches will then compete in a six-man elimination match to crown the 2014 NWA Smoky Mountain Cup champion, who then gets a future NWA world title shot and a NWA Smoky Mountain heavyweight title shot. So pretty interesting concept. I like that concept. Uh, The last one would be CWF Mid-Atlantic High Tension, Saturday, April 19th from the Mid-Atlantic Exploratorium in Gibsonville, North Carolina, 7.30 7.30 bell time, scheduled to appear, Trevor Lee, Charlie Weston, Mecca Mercenary, Lance Lude, Chase Dakota, many other guys. Info for that show can be found at www.cwf247.com. And I think that does it for all the announcements. We did want to tell you all, folks, that coming up next week, live from Hollywood, California, Representing Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, we have none other than Johnny Yuma will be on the show with us next week. So very excited about that. My memory serves me right. Johnny Yuma has been with CWF Hollywood since day one. A lot of exciting things Mm -hmm. going on in CWF Hollywood. A lot of people talking since Mass Striker came on board. Uh, Some very interesting stories, very good wrestlers that are out there. Uh, Joey Ryan out there, Adam Pierce, Mikey O'Shea, uh, friend of the show, Ali Parker, friend of the show, Stu Stone. So very interested to hear what uh, what the Yuma movement is out there in championship wrestling from Hollywood. So 
very it would be very cool to talk to him next week. I'm looking very looking forward to it. Yes. Laura, do you have Me anything that you would like? Well, uh, Go ahead. Um, I just you know want to thank everybody for tuning in and <laughs> um, want to thank our guests again, um, yes. Josie and uh, Steffi. What wonderful wonderful women uh, are out in the world of wrestling, not only wrestling, but in behind uh, behind the scenes and uh, you know get out there and support your independent wrestling people because if you don't, you won't have any so, you know if they come to your town tickets are, you know, no more than like probably 12 bucks or something like that, unless you go into PWX and, and get something uh, like VIP or whatever, but Go support independent wrestling. Go do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, thank you very much for being with us wherever you may be at. Thank you for for, uh, listening to the show, for downloading the show. Thank you very much for your support. Both Laura and I certainly appreciate it. We are here on Blog Talk Radio every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And remember, folks, there is never a bad seat here at the Armory. Thank you, folks. Good night.